0: Well, dear friends, we come now to the message, and I want to welcome our radio listeners as we proceed into the message today as well. Our theme is Helps for a Happy New Year. At this time of the year, we obviously go around saying Happy New Year, or may you have a Blessed New Year, and I want to take this theme of Happy New Year, and indeed, offer some helps that I believe from the Bible can really make a difference in your life and mine as we enter this new year, helps that will uh, just enable you and each one of us to just truly experience God's blessings on a higher level as we live out these truths, and I would like to use the word or words, New Year as a guide, as a guide for this message with each letter directing our attention to a specific truth. Is that okay? All right, someone said, I guess so. <laughs> I'm not sure actually if that's what you said. But as, as I think, as I think of the end in New Year, I wanna to suggest to us that here is a very important help For having a blessed and a happy new year. And it is this. Nail down your commitment to Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Amen? Amen. Nail down your commitment. The dictionary says, uh, To nail down means to settle or establish clearly and unmistakably. Did you get that? To settle means, to, uh, to, to nail down means to settle or establish clearly and unmistakably. And in our Holy Bible, in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, it says this, it says, Choose today whom you will serve. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That's what you call settling it with the Lord. Some years ago, Helder Lailanus wrote a song about nailing down your commitment, and he called the song, I Have Settled the Question. Uh, How many of you here maybe know the song a little bit, I Have Settled the Question? Any of you? Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Let me just see. All right. All two of us. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) And, and uh, Don you're probably too young to know it, girl. <laughs> but listen, listen to the words. Very, very wonderful words. He says, I remember when the Lord spoke to my soul. I could feel the heavy burden from me roll. When he spoke the gracious words, Wilt thou be whole? Then I settled the question forever. And then the chorus says, I have settled the question, hallelujah. I will never turn back from the narrow way. I am going through with Jesus, hallelujah, till I reach the gates of glory some sweet day. Isn't that beautiful? And then the second verse says, now listen, by the way, some of you folks from Jamaica, you must, you must have sang that before you do. Huh? <laughs> My pastor friend from Jamaica, you, you sing it there, don't you? No? <laughs> well, I'm going to go down Jamaican and teach it to them. Anyway, this is a good time of year. You go to Jamaica, isn't it? <laughs> In the freezing weather. Anyway, 2nd verse says, I no longer, listen to this, this is good, this is good. I no longer walk the ways of sinfulness, but I daily tread the paths of righteousness. Since the day the Lord has come my life to bless, I have settled the question forever. Then verse three says, I will choose the holy joys that always last and reject sin's pleasures that will soon be passed to the treasures of true worth of holding fast. I have settled the question forever. And then verse four, verse four says, others may deny the Lord and live in sin, but the race that I have entered, I must win. Through the pearly gates I mean to enter in. I have settled the question forever. I have settled the question, hallelujah. I will never turn back from the narrow way. I am going through with Jesus, hallelujah, till I reach the gates of glory some sweet day. Isn't that beautiful? Wonderful words, wonderful, wonderful, marvelous words. And then some of you would be more familiar with another song, That expresses this desire to to nail down a commitment to Jesus. Uh,
1: Some years ago, someone wrote the words of, I have decided to follow Jesus. we
0: nail down your commitment, guess what happens? You become a child of the King, says the Bible. You're adopted into the family of God and you receive the gift of His Holy Spirit and you receive
1: the promise of heaven.
0: Man, I'll tell you I perform a lot of funerals and it's a great to me when I'm, at the, when I'm at the graveside and I know that that dear man or that dear woman or that dear young person or child had their faith and trust in Jesus Christ the Savior and Lord because at some point they nailed down their commitment to Jesus Christ. Amen. I invite you today to nail down your commitment to Jesus. Do so, would you? Before you leave church today, do so. Radio listeners, nail down your commitment wherever you are listening today. Amen. So the N in New Year is for nail down your commitment. Then the E, the E in New Year is for
1: encourage, encourage yourself and
0: others. I'll tell you what, you have a more happy, a more blessed year when you are constantly encouraging others and doing things that encourage yourself. It just is a whole lot, a lot of extra joy. Is there an amen in the house? Right? Acts uh, 11 verse 23 says, Why don't you read it with me from the big screen, big screen. All right. When he, Paul arrived in Antioch and saw the evidence of God's blessing, he was
1: filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Encourage the believers to stay true to the Lord. What what does encourage mean? Well, you all know, it means to inspire, to inspire with courage, to inspire in spirit, to inspire hope. And Acts chapter 5, verse 11 says, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing.
0: Well, it's one thing to say, encourage, and that's another thing to ask the question, how can we do this, practically speaking? How can we encourage? Amen? Now, wives, listen carefully, because there might be some truths here that you can really use to encourage your husband. Amen, huh? And husbands? Amen, husbands? Amen. Wake up, husbands! Gentlemen, listen carefully. There might be some truths that you should be using on your wife. Yeah, Yeah, thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you, sister. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. All right. So here are some of those words, or some of these truths. Okay. Uh, By By the way, some of these truths I came up all by myself, and some of them some of them come from a book entitled 52, (laughs) only 52 simple ways to encourage others by C.E. Rollins, okay? You can either get the book or you can find it on the internet. All right, A, some ways to encourage. A, speak simple words of appreciation and kindness. Just, Just simple words, they don't even have to be fancy. When I wrote this out, I, I, I couldn't help but think of a little incident that happened sometime earlier this year. I, I was um, just getting some groceries from one of the grocery stores, and I just happened to walk past the area where they baked the pizza, and boy, was it smelling good. It was really smelling good, and, and I think it was, uh, what was it, 350 for a large piece of pizza plus a pop or or a bottle of water, so uh, of course I I needed to taste it, so I got a piece of pizza, paid for it, and then they have this little sit-down area where you can eat it, which I did, which I did, and then after having it, you know what, I just said to myself, wow, this is fantastic pizza, it really was, it was fantastic pizza, and I thought, I wonder if anyone has ever told these ladies that bacon, how marvelous it is. But anyway, I didn't know if anyone had told them. So I just went over, I just went over and to talk to the lady that as far as I knew actually baked it and served it to me. And I just said, um, Margaret, whatever her name was, I think she had a name tag. I said, Margaret, I just really want to say thank you. Thank you so very much for making excellent pizza. I said, you folks make tremendous pizza here. It's incredible. And I just enjoyed a slice. And I just really want to say how much I appreciate what you do here. And to my great surprise, to my great surprise, she almost started to cry. And the reason was, she said, you know, sir, she said, I've been working here, and she said, I've been working here 17 years, and you're the first person who has ever come back to say thank you, you make great pizza. And obviously that wasn't a big deal, was it? On my part. It wasn't a big deal. It was just a simple word of expression of appreciation and kindness. So let's keep this point in mind. So we're talking about some ways that you and I can encourage. Here's point B. Be a good listener. Be a good listener. James chapter 1, verse 19 says, Be quick to listen, slow to speak. Slow to speak. How many of you, how many of you have a friend or relative that is a good listener? You don't have to give the name. I'm not asking for that. I mean, how many of you have a friend or relative that really listens to you? I mean, when you're talking to them, when you're talking to them, they're they're, they're, they're not playing on their on their phone, you know what I mean? Uh, when you're talking to them, they're not they're not looking at the girls passing by or the guys passing by when you're talking to them. They're not thinking about Dr. Lisa's fantastic sermon that they heard in the previous week. They just they just zoom in and, and really listen. How many of you have a friend like that? Just put your hand up. That's good. That's good. There are more hands that went up than I thought would. Alright? That's wonderful, that's wonderful. And so you know, those of you who put your hands up, you know how blessed you are when you have a listening ear. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? That is so true. And uh, if you and I would just be good listeners, we end up encouraging someone more than we realize. Boot along. Point C, for those of you taking notes, we're talking about how we can encourage one another. Point C, when you introduce someone, add a few words of praise for the person's abilities, accomplishments, or about how they have helped you. Mention something good about the person. That's all all it boils down to. Point D, when someone is discouraged, when someone is discouraged, is hurting, or is sick, offer some specific practical help, okay? When when, when someone is, is going through a hard time, discouragement, is hurting, is sick, or whatever, uh, just determine, determine, uh, just say to yourself, hey, what is something I can do that would be a practical help to this dear person? And if... if it would be okay for you to do it even without asking them then go ahead and do it sometimes whatever it might be you should ask before doing it but just uh, just just act in a kind of way like that next point E we're still talking about some ways you can encourage point E remind fellow Christians of the specific promises of God sometimes when a person is uh, in need, or just needs an encouraging word, God has a way of helping you to remember or to just come across a Bible verse that is very relevant to that person's need. And I'm sure you've experienced this, haven't you? It's come up in your life, and you say, wow, wow, this Bible verse will really hit home, will really help my friend Sally, or my, my, my brother John. Amen? So there's another <clears throat> truth that can help you. Point F. Send an email, send an email or a handwritten note to tell someone that you are praying for them. How many of you have ever received a note, whether it's email or handwritten, whatever? All right? How many of you have received a note and uh, just from someone saying I'm praying for you and boy it just it just lifted your spirits? You wanted to, want to just jump up and, and say, Hallelujah, praise God. Just because someone wrote you a little note, or maybe they phoned you and said, you know, I'm thinking about you, I'm praying for you. How many of you have had that? Yes, oh, lots of hands. Oh, yes, many, many hands. Many hands, radio listeners. Okay, so let's go to uh, to G. All right, another way that we can encourage is celebrate, celebrate someone's victory large or small, with a note, maybe having coffee together or a special meal, a congratulatory phone call, or, or just a high five, you know, just a high high five, whatever, uh, celebrate someone's victory, no matter whether it's a small victory or a big victory, and all of us, all of us, when we when we hear someone kind of celebrating with us, no matter what it is, it just picks up our spirits, doesn't it? It just makes you feel so lifted up and encouraged and blessed. Amen. Uh, point H. Here it is. Realize, realize the power of presence. P. R. Not P. R. E. S. E. N. T. S. Although that's helpful too. The presence. P. R. E. S. E. N. C. E. Okay. Realize the power of presence. Just being there can be discour... can be encouraging. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes if you're obnoxious, if you're obnoxious, being there can be discouraging. (laughs) Uh, But none of you would be like that, right? Seriously, realize the power of presence and just being there can be so encouraging. I still remember, I still remember uh, a pastor friend of mine, a pastor friend who... When when he had a dear family member pass away, he said, he said, he said, you know, the thing that touched him the most was another friend of his who showed up at his house and basically just sat, sat in the chair and at different times would maybe say, brother, I love you. I care about you for the most part, he didn't say anything, but he was just there. It's called the power of presence. Amen? Amen? So, we are at H. I, here's another point that can help to encourage. If you tell someone you will do something, Be committed to doing it. Say amen. Amen. If you tell somebody you're going to do it, be committed to doing it. It will encourage that person greatly. I'm sure many times uh, some of us, or sometimes all of us have maybe been uh, disappointed because someone said they were going to do something for you or with you, and it didn't happen, and you felt hurt. You felt discouraged instead of encouraged. Point J, all right? If you really want to encourage someone who gives you excellent service, speak to the person's boss. Speak to the person's boss. I had a I had an interesting experience at Home Depot actually, uh, not not too long ago, and I was trying to remember. I think I think maybe someone from the church was with me, um, but anyway. I had to go over to Home Depot to get something. And you know, when I go to a store, I just, I hate, I hate it. I hate it when you ask an employee, can you tell me where something is? And, and then maybe the employee says, well, sir, you you go down half a mile, and then you turn left, and then you turn right, and then you turn north, and you turn south, and then you uh, take a right turn, and then a left turn, and then you'll see it on the bottom second shelf, right? You understand what I'm talking about? So anyway, I didn't want to, I didn't want to spend very much time in the store. I just needed to go get whatever it was. And, and uh, so I came across an employee and I just said, uh, uh, well, I would have used the person's name because they had it on the chest there, you know. So I, I called the person by name and I said, could you just help me find such and such? Could you just tell me where it is? And this dear lady, this dear lady said, here, sir, I will take you to it, I'll show you where it is. So we went down the aisle, we went left, and we went right, and we went up and down, whatever we did, and she took us right to it. I didn't have to spend an hour trying to find a $2 gadget, whatever it was, okay? Well, you know, they, that maybe didn't seem like a big deal, but I thought, you know what, I really, I really want to tell, I really want to tell them this person's boss, about their their good deed. You know? That's service. That's service. So I went I went over to the counter after I paid for my whatever it was. I went over to the counter and I said and I said, could you could you please call could you please call this person's boss? uh, because I I just want to tell them. I just want to tell their boss what an excellent job they do. Oh you do sir? Oh okay. Yeah, I, I told them, because sometimes, you know, if you just say, can, can you call the boss, they're going to think, oh, this guy's going to complain about something, you know, you know what I mean? Maybe I better protect the boss from you. He looks mean. So anyway, so here's what's beautiful. What's beautiful is, they called that person's boss, they called that person's boss, and the boss showed up, and the boss was the very... Same lady (laughs) that took me to the gadget that I needed, and and of course I just said, "You know what?" I said, "This is beautiful." I said, "No wonder you're the boss." (laughs) Thank you so very much for your excellent service. So, if you really want to encourage someone who gives you excellent service, speak to the person's boss. And you never know what happens. Amen? Amen. And then uh, one other idea. Okay. Okay. When you see someone making positive changes in their lives, affirm them. Affirm them. Okay? Just say, hey, I see the wonderful changes and improvements that are going on in your life. This is great. It can reinforce a person's uh, actions for the future. Correct? All right. So, here are, these are some ideas to help us better encourage one another. And when we encourage someone else, we end up encouraging ourselves, don't we? Yes, we do. Let's continue on. The W. The W in um, new. By the way, I'm not going to say as much about all the others, all right? The W (laughs) in new is for wave. Wave. Okay, move your hand, move your hand. Wave goodbye to past failures, mistakes, and hurts. Wave goodbye. When I listened to Pastor Lisa's excellent message in the other service today, I thought, man, she must have been reading my notes.
1: She must have <laughs> been
0: reading my notes. No, no, she wasn't. She didn't. I'm only kidding. But she uh, communicated some truth similar to this point in her wonderful message. Uh, in the other service today. But anyway, wave goodbye to past failures and mistakes. Philippians chapter 3, 13 and 14 says, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Isn't that good? He's saying, he's putting aside the past. And today, my friends, is a wonderful day for us to indeed wave goodbye to some past failures of this year, this past year, some mistakes that have been made, uh, some hurts that you've experienced. All kinds of things happen in a year, don't they? And as we launch out into a new year, Let's say goodbye to what we need to say goodbye to. Amen? Amen. All right. Then let's go to the why. The why in New Year. And the why is for this. Yearn. Yearn to know Jesus more and more. And the definition of yearn is to long persistently. To long persistently. And I'm defining that because the reality is, most of us probably don't use the word yearn. Uh, I think we know what it means, but uh, but that that's what we need to do. Yearn, long persistently to know Jesus more and more. The Apostle Paul in the Bible expresses yearning in this way. He said, Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, he said, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ that experienced the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Alright, how can you and I know Jesus more and more in this new year. Well, some simple things, some simple steps, but yet so necessary for all of us. To begin with, A, we need to pray, pray, and uh, the first first Saturday of every month from
1: 9 a.m. till 12 is
0: a great time for us to gather together here at the church and pray. Praise the Lord and pray specifically for the needs on our prayer list. Amen? So how can we yearn more and more? Pray. B, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. We offer to you devotional booklets uh, every three or so months. And you can use those booklets or you can buy your own devotional books from the, uh, the store nearby here or any Christian bookstore. And point C, attend. Attend Sunday school and or attend a small group through the week. And in those group settings, small group settings, where you study the Bible together, it's a wonderful way to better learn, learn, and yearn
1: for Jesus. Yearn for the Lord more and more.
0: Amen? Amen? Uh, If you want to add another one, Point D, attend. Attend some spiritual retreats like ladies retreats men's retreats, and those are offered during the course of the year, and we invite you to take the initiative and be a part of those. So, so there we are, there we are. Now we come to the letter A in, um, where are we now? Just want to see if you're awake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm glad you're awake. Yes, radio listeners, the congregation is awake here. E, that's right. E, thank you for correcting me. I just accidentally skipped it here. Uh, e is for expect great things from God. Expect, as we enter the new year, expect great things from God. Why do we expect great things? Because Matthew 19:26 says, with God, everything is possible. That's why you and I can expect great things. Everything is possible. Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do everything through Christ. I can do everything through Christ who gives me what? Strength. So let's remember that. You and I can expect great things from the Lord. Amen? I I hope you've been taking notes because there's going to be a test in heaven on this message one day. Right, Lord? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay expect great things from God let's go to the A the A in year remember taking New year the A in uh, year is add the word think add the word think to your daily living what do I mean by this uh, exactly what it says THINK, T-H-I-N-K, all right? To begin with, A, think before speaking. Proverbs 15, verse 28 says, The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. Proverbs 29, verse 20 says, There is more, Oh boy, listen to this one. (laughs) <laughs> there is more hope for a fool than someone who speaks without thinking <laughs> uh, okay so add the word think think before speaking uh, also point B think before acting proverbs 13:16 says wise people think before they act fools don't and even brag about their Foolishness. Wise people think before they act. You know what occurred to me when I read that. I will tell you what occurred to me. Many, many times, you know, I'm I'm stopped at um, well traffic lights as you are, and 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 so often, so often, the light will change, and there there are people waiting to cross, to walk across. Right. So often, the light will change. The light will change, and and I'm watching the pedestrians. Watching the pedestrians, so often the light will change and people will so regularly just step up, step up. They don't take a look to see if the cars have stopped or not. The light changed. That's all they're concerned about. The light changed. Just because it changed, it doesn't mean the whole world has
1: stopped.
0: (laughs) Right? So please, for all of you, because I love you, please, think, think before you you walk. Think before you act. It makes a big difference for all kinds of reasons. Amen? Which takes me to point C with a few things more about safety. Think for safety's sake. Alright? Think for safety's sake. Um, I'm sure many of you could say something about this, but some, some weeks ago when I had the privilege of being on what was called the sabbatical, I spent, I spent uh, I believe it was about 15, 14, 15 days at a monastery in California, about a four and a half hour drive south of San Francisco. I used my aeroplan points to fly to, to uh, San Francisco and then rented a car to drive south to this monastery where I spent, uh, these wonderful days. By the way, I went to quite a few church services at the monastery at 5.30 a.m., 7.00 a.m., 11.00 a.m., 5.30. Um, I, I don't mean that in some bragging way, but that's what i was thinking. Five, five, was it five or 5.30? Whatever it was, a.m. Anyway, uh, what I want to say here about, think about safety, say, safe, think for safety, sake. um, the road, the road going south from San Francisco to where the monastery is, is essentially the Coastal Pacific Highway. It's a beautiful road. I say it's a beautiful road because when you go in south, on your right, you see the ocean. And in most areas, you're up on a cliff. Have any of you driven in what's called the Big Sur, south of San Francisco, south of Monterey? any of you driven there? All right, someday when you're out that way, I encourage you to take a drive if you want to appreciate God's creation. It's just beautiful. But here's what I want to say. I was driving along the coast there, and at one point, the scenery was just spectacular, as it is in so many areas there. It was spectacular. And so I, I pulled over, I pulled over to just take a few pictures and just kind of absorb the scene. So when I pulled over it was fine except once i got out of the car i realized that i guess it was something like this from from about here from about here to let, let's say the corner of the platform when you walked about Know five meters, whatever it was, five meters or about 15 feet. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, there was a drop of about 300 meters, approximately a thousand feet, let's say. Now, in a lot of the places along that drive where you had the, these big cliffs, they had big rocks, rocks or sometimes railings to you know protect people. But at that location, for some reason, there were no rocks, there was no railing. And here's what shocked me. What shocked me was this. In that pull-off, there was a family with, uh, it was kind of like the Winnebago. What do you call these? Uh, Motorhomes? Motorhomes? Something like that. There's a family that was stopped there. They must have stopped because I stopped the same reason. They were already there, by the way. They stopped probably to observe the scenery and appreciate the beauty of the ocean and the and the uh, the mountain behind us and all that. But what just broke my heart was I saw this family who had come out of their motorhome, and it was. I, as far as I could tell, it was a husband and a wife and one other relative, all grown-ups, But what was agonizing was they had two little children. Two little children that were playing, that were playing close to them. And what was terrifying was they were only about five meters or 15 feet <clears throat> From this huge cliff and it shocked me and I I just kind of gently went up to them and I just said hello my friends Um, I'm uh, I'm deeply concerned for the safety of your children because there's this huge cliff I know some of you are thinking Mind your own business. <laughs> Children's safety is my business. For your information, it is my business. And these folks were just about 15 feet away from a terrible cliff. And I, I said, you know, I'm just really concerned about the safety of your children. They could run off not knowing that they're going to fall a thousand feet. And guess what they said to me? They said, oh, sir, we're watching them. We're watching them. And I, I said, you know, kids can run off so quickly. The reality was they weren't watching them. They were playing with, I don't know, something, and the three of them were eating eating some sandwiches and some refreshments and whatever. And uh, so I, I said, you know, children can, one of, one of the kids, about three, my grandson's age, about three years old, and I forget how old the other one was. And I, it was shocking to me. And I said, I said what do I had to say. And he said, you know, I'm really concerned about your kids' safety here. And they said, oh, we're watching them. So what? Else, what else can I say, Rita? What, what else do I say, right? So anyway, I, I, I started. I started to, to leave. I started to leave. And, and as I as I started to leave, I heard a commotion. I heard a commotion. I turned around, and their young child was running. The good news was, he was running parallel to the cliff. You know what I mean? So he was running that way along the cliff, not over the cliff. But I thought, why risk the life of your child or your children when you don't have to? Amen? Amen. Why do this? Anyway... All right, think for safety's sake. And then think think about things that are excellent and uh, worthy of praise. Would you think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise? As the scripture says, we are to fill our minds with good things and gracious things. Amen? Let me just take you to the last point here. I need to wrap this up. And it is this. The r the r in in year is for renew refresh or rebuild relationships as we enter this new year renew refresh and rebuild relationships that means we have to invest time sometimes we have to forgive other times we have to take the initiative renew refresh and rebuild relationships whether it's family Friendships, co-workers, schoolmates, whatever might be the case. May the Lord help all of us to have a happier new year as we put into practice these truths and many others. Amen? Amen? And so I said to you in the very first point that we need to nail down our commitment for Jesus Christ. Well, now I want to celebrate. If you have nailed down your commitment or you're going to choose tonight to be the night, the day you nail down your commitment, then let's celebrate our faith in Jesus through the Lord's Supper. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Dear Lord, dear Lord, we want to make decisions to put our faith and trust in Jesus, if that's what we need to do today. And Lord, we want to now celebrate our faith, celebrate our love for Jesus through the Lord's Supper Bless each life as we share in these moments. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.